With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. This is one-on-one with Jasper Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is one-on-one with Jasper Cole. All right, all right, all right, all right. Howdy, everyone, and welcome to one-on-one with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole. Coming to you uh, live today from Sunset Gower Studios right here in Hollywood, California. And want to give a shout out to Mr. John Williams. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, Jasper. Doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Another Wednesday. Another yeah. show. What's up, Jasper? I got Dominic here now. Oh, and, and <laughs> shout out to my other producer, Dominic Friesen. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Um, all is good. Um, are you guys hearing the song... Uh, there is is there a song playing in my head or are these are medications I'm, I'm on? <laughs> I guess it's medications. We don't there's have any. voices in your head. There's, Jasper. there's no music playing. You might have something in the background playing that you're hearing. Oh, okay. Well, because I have a complete song playing. So, <laughs> can, can you sing it for us? <laughs> um, it's just instrumental. It's kind of nice. I I have no idea what it is, but oh. um. Okay. Anyway, it's well, Dominic's anyway. it's Dominic's entry music. When he comes in, he brings the whole orchestra with him. Apparently, I apparently <laughs> I, I I I think so. Well, anyway, everyone, welcome to the show, and um, please. Follow How are you us doing, by face. the way? How are you feeling? Well, I just told um, JW that I I was on pain pills. I fell asleep and just. Uh, 15 minutes ago. So good luck, everybody. I don't know what. I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. I didn't. I didn't even know we had. Well, like, let's a explain guest to our listeners that you were in for surgery a few weeks ago, right? And and you are now in recovery, and you're walking mm-hmm. again. So so you're still in a lot of pain. And Although you're you may need to go pain. to a different type of recovery shortly. <laughs> oh, Lord, yeah, because I two weeks ago today. What, but you you swear to God you don't hear a song playing? No, that must be in the background. There's nothing playing. Jasper. There's nothing playing. A background of what? Uh, <laughs> it's like who's oh who's background? Oh Oh my God! As we digress, <laughs> this is like a, an old Katie Lang song or something playing. Okay. Anyway, oh, well, Lord. Dennis, help. Um, I I hope everyone will try to go to Facebook, um, one on one with Jasper Cole, and Twitter is J Cole. That's one on one with J Cole. One on one. One on one. What is it? One on one. J Cole. Right, that mm-hmm. at, at one-on-one J. Cole. You got it. Right. It's on the screen, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can go to my website, jaspercole.com. And we are, the, today's show is being sponsored by three of our wonderful sponsors, Advanced Auto Parts, um, Extended Stay America, and ZipRecruiter.com. Oh, the music stopped. <laughs> oh. oh, no, there it goes again. Oh, my God. This is going to be a gonna fun show. annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> Oh, okay. so as we move forward, yeah. talking about current right. events so anyway, and hot topics. So, so we, but first of all, we're we're excited because we today's guest we have actor. Oh, hold on. Oh, wait, something's happening. We have actor Scotty Dickert in studio. He's the star of one of Netflix's um, highly anticipated new films coming out later this summer called XOXO. He co-stars with Modern Family star uh, Sarah Hyland, actually. And um, there's a lot of buzz around the film. We're very excited to have him in studio. Mm-hmm. Very nice. But before guy. we do that, why don't we um, cover some of the hot topics? There's been a lot going on in the world 
um, for the past week. But wait a second. It's more important to let you know the music has stopped. Oh, okay, good. I can I can hear you now. But um, also go back to Scotty for a second. Yeah. Does he also is he also from the South? Because I see he he has an agent in Atlanta also. <laughs> well, he's super the, friendly, so I would I wouldn't doubt he's not from the South because he's a very 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 nice guy. Oh, okay. But we'll we'll yeah. soon well, find out his mm-hmm. his history when he's in studio. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he's not week. there. No, he he is. But I he's thought we were going to talk room. some some hot topics prior to bringing him in. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That was well, the last okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. So, Jas- Norco, Jasper, what's going on in your had, world? <laughs> have you had Norco or Valium? I, I'm on both. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you do yeah, have. Spons- but, but we do have to know. I was going to say they could be a sponsor. We could get the pharmaceutical industry involved. But a little wow. side note, you do have a prescription for both pills. Yes, yes, he does. <laughs> Allegedly, uh-huh. I guess. Uh-huh. Oh, um, no, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I know Dominic wants to talk politics mm. because he is I, I, obsessed with Bernie Sanders. Obsessed? Oh. <laughs> I mean that in a bad way. I just meant. Well, you know, we should note that, that we did win Oregon uh, last night, and we had a virtual tie in Kentucky, which is interesting if you think about it because – you know, Kentucky was a state that that Hillary should have won. Have they called it yet? Well, it was a virtual tie. So what happens when it's a tie? It was just well, they they're splitting they, the delegates. I, it, it, okay. depends, it depends how they um, split it, but they're splitting the delegates. But that was a state that Hillary should have won. You know, by a landslide, and she and she, and she did win eight years ago. Apparently, um, you know, correct w- when she was up against Obama. So and then of course, um, Oregon, we won. Fair and square, <laughs> mm-hmm. but he well, was I he mean, was here last night in Carson. It was a very oh yeah, I saw pictures of m- that motivating and very inspiring appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think any of the burners that were there can can attest to that. And actually, you know, it, and coming off the heels of what went down in Nevada last weekend, um, it was really I think what a lot of people just needed just to renew their faith in our in our political system if they're if that's a at all possible at this point. Well, here's my concern. This is what I don't understand. Uh-huh. Because you know, I'm I'm really for, I'm I would choose Bernie over Hillary, but I'm for you know either one. Uh-huh. But but I'm concerned that a lot of the uh, Bernie supporters really and truly are not going to vote for Hillary, and to me, that's just like. Well, well, no, well, Jasper, I, I, I think it's too early to say that. I, I think in our hearts we know there will be no reason to vote for Hillary because Bernie's going to get the nomination. Okay, well, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, there is no conversation okay. to have well, at this as point. Long as you, I don't know what you took, <laughs> but I, I've, already, I've already admitted to what I've taken. But, so, but let's just assume that – let's assume he does not get the nomination – do you do you think his his supporters are going to vote for her? No, we're all moving to Canada. Oh well. <laughs> By the way, if one more celebrity says they're moving to Canada, it, it, there's not going to be anybody left to be on our show. Mm-hmm. Every other celebrity. Well, that they can I've Skype in. Said, said they're moving. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, okay, but the truth is, to Bernie, it, it, barring. Barring the the contested convention or whatever, I mean, she's only like what eighty? Isn't she only like eighty delegates away from getting the nomination right no, now? No, 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 no. Okay, that's what mainstream media wants you to believe. They're counting the the uncommitted super delegate count in that number that they always put on the screens of TVs, and they shouldn't be including that number. Those are uncommitted, unconfirmed delegate votes. So you've been drinking the Kool Aid, among other things. Well, if the media is feeding it to him. Well, I do think it. I mean, I I don't think it looks good for her. I think it looks kind of. It's kind of sad for her. That here at this point, what are we? Almost June now. I mean, it's, you know, three weeks. She's before. she's literally hobbling her way to the convention. You know, I mean, the, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, is that at this point, on her second time around. After all of the, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of millions that she's she's pilfered, at this mm-hmm. point she should be easy breezy, just you know, sliding. Well, that, well that's what, well, that's what I mean. It, it it is kind of, I mean, even to lose, even to lose Portland. I mean, you know, Oregon, and then barely win Kentucky. At this point, she should just be like winning by a landslide. These 
these primaries. So I, I, I just, I just don't quite. It's back to the Republican when when there was going to be that whole contested Republican convention. Again, I think a lot of people don't understand, as I did not understand. You have to convince a shitload of these super delegates to change their votes. Mm-hmm. You mean, in other words, they have to decide that they think Bernie could beat um, Trump in the in the general, and I, that's what concerns me. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't but, know if he could or not. But you know, I think it's gonna. It's. I think it's gonna be a very interesting um, convention in Philadelphia, and we're just gonna. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to kind of wait to see. I think the big turning point is gonna be California, and right. he's. I mean, he's really taking a lot of her, her, her lead here in California. So, so we'll we'll, we'll see, and hopefully, everyone who's listening to the show has registered to vote because it's very important. And as we saw in Kentucky, every single vote counts. Um, so we all need to well, do it, our part. If she, I mean, if she loses California, seriously, that's that's really bad. I mean, I don't. That I, if she loses California, then there's a. I really believe there's a good chance that um, that she's got, not going to get the nomination. Well, the, what concerns me is the potential Supreme Court picks. And if you look in the media now, you can see that Donald Trump has been uh, suggesting some names that will be nominees uh, he would like to see for uh, Supreme Court. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the, the concern that I have is that, you know, because they're only in o- the president's only in office for, what, eight years at, at the most. Right. So the Supreme Court go on and on and on and on and on. So, yeah, that's well, what he's, me. I, I'm telling you, he scares. I, I watched his uh, Megan Kelly interview mm-hmm. and for the very first time I, I actually got to see I thought, you know what, he reminded me, don't pass out. He reminded me of early Bill Clinton in the sense when Bill Clinton, who I didn't find physically particularly attractive on the surface, and we, I sure as hell don't find Trump attractive, mm-hmm. but it's there was the something charm. there. There's the same similar kind of charm. Yeah. There's some charming thing that he had last night with Megyn Kelly oh. I'd never seen before. And, I, and then I started thinking, well, maybe this is why so many celebrities talk about they the Donald they knew before the election that they always liked and they thought was really a cool guy. Mm. And then he, he's I mean, been, he's he's, he's, playing this, he's a smooth talker. Know. I mean, he he is he's a smooth talker, but I it there's just too much in his past and his history and just even what he said of late. I think to ignore, don't mm. you think? Yeah, I mean, it would be there could be nothing better than to have Bernie and 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 Donald running because you'd have basically the two. The two kind of outsiders, although I still don't know how Bernie's gotten by with the outsider thing. He's been. And you, you've got to remember, in though, that, that in, 40, every single poll, in every single poll, Bernie Bernie wins in a landslide when, when, a, when put on a ticket versus Trump. Hillary does not. And if Hillary gets the nomination, we're in serious, serious trouble because the polls do not have her winning by even by a large margin. In some cases, she loses to Trump. Yes, but don't but don't you think in the same way, in a very similar way that, um, and and this is not this was not my opinion, so I don't want to sound racist when I say this. A lot of people went out and voted for Obama because he was going to be the first black president, and they really didn't know his his policies at all. Don't you think there's still going to be a lot of that with Hillary? That there's still going to be a lot of people voting for her, just be the first, woman. just on the basis mm-hmm. that she's the female president. But I mean, I, I think that maybe may have been the case, you know, maybe a couple months ago. But I think that there's too much that's coming out. Um, there's just too there's been too much um, fraud and um, voter suppression. Mm-hmm. What happened? What happened in Nevada was so disgraceful and. It was it was out it was outright fraud and there's there's just no way way around it just the chain of events that happened and if anybody looks into it it's like that was that was a rigged that was a rigged stolen primary there's no way else to you know well do you remember the same uh, the, the exact same thing happened to Hillary in Florida mm-hmm. eight years ago it was Obama um, Hillary situation they did 
and similar thing, but you know, but it went against Hillary. And this, the one I can't stand is Debbie Wasserman Schultz, the um, the president of the DNC. I've always thought she was just mafia, ghetto, and shady. I, mm. I don't know something. I don't trust her because, mm. I mean, and, and she's pro Hillary, so she's going to do anything she can to make sure Hillary gets as close to the nomination as possible. I think, you know. But it's interesting. I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it, I, it, my concern again is I just, I just don't know if if Bernie is too much of a socialist to a lot of people, and if 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 he's going to be able to convince the voters of how he's going to pay for a lot of the stuff that he's promising. So that'll be the test, I think, to see the follow through. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, um, joining us in studio right now, Scotty just walked in. Um, What's up? Oh, great! <laughs> so, oh, so, <laughs> come in, hey, buddy. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. good. Well, so, welcome, so, so soaking up show. all the 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 politics talk. So now we're going to oh, move nice. to entertainment. Okay, sounds good. How are the politics these days? Do you want to go there? Uh, well, you tell us. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm glad I. I'm glad I just walked in. Yeah. <laughs> I would usually keep my Appar- mouth shut. Most not, apparently, not apparently there's an election or something happening. Uh, I don't know. Something or, coming yeah, up or some variety yeah. show or something. <laughs> yeah, some it, reality it, show. Not, yeah, it sounds like a bad like Hallmark Hall of Fame TV movie at yeah. this point. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So well, welcome. The buddy. parallels Thanks, to man. Scandal actually. When we talk about entertainment, you know, look at the parallels to Scandal, and that that show's written way in advance. And just look at what's going on. You know, I don't know if you followed the the season finale of Scandal, but really interesting parallels the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, in terms of what's really happening in yeah, politics. Yeah, it's 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 really shocking. Well, yeah, actually. some of the characters are actually loosely based on the candidates and some of the other personalities in politics. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They have a Trump oh, wow. character. They have a Hillary character, and they have a yeah an Obama character. Pretty spot on. Yeah. Do you, well, they do you, film what it. Shows you they film it right, right down the hall. So why don't you run on down there and see them? They're right. <laughs> they're upstairs. They're, <laughs> yeah, I know. They're right upstairs, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, shows so, I follow. Um, yeah. So I've really gotten into Sense Eight lately. Oh, I love that show. Oh my god, it's man, a good it's show. Like, now they haven't come up with the second season though, right? You're still in the first season of it. Yeah. Uh, it's the first season's the only one that's out. Okay. But yeah. But they're uh, they're casting and starting to shoot the second season. Oh, so. cool. Is that on Netflix? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can see you on taking that. over the world, man. <laughs> yeah. And what is it about? Uh, so it's basically like. I mean, I feel like nowadays there's so much content and material, and it's mm-hmm. like kind of difficult to come up with something really original and this show Mm -hmm. is you know it's basically like these eight people who are like interconnected Mm -hmm. and they like for instance if somebody's in trouble they can ask ask for help from one of these other people that they have this crazy connection with and all of a sudden they're in their body like fighting for them yeah they're all networked together they're all networked together and it's such a cool concept i just really yeah yeah but other than that like i i got really into the uh people versus oj simpson okay oh me too oh my god yeah. Such a cool show. Like I remember, I mean, I was I was so young. Like, mm-hmm. but it's crazy how much, like, watching the show just triggers uh-huh. those memories and how much of it I actually, mm-hmm. you know, was still there. Where Where were you when the Bronco Chase happened? Ah, uh, the Bronco Chase. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I was home. I was really young, so I just probably right. got home from school <laughs> in like second grade. So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Well, well, it was a weekend. Well, it was a weekend because it was during the basketball playoffs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Then, then I, you know, but I was just coming home from school because you know I was so I, I cared so much about my schooling. Oh, okay. So I was there on a weekend <laughs> well, just studying. No. It's, <laughs> it, Summer it's school. Interesting to, yeah. It's yeah. interesting to talk to someone your age because that, as opposed to someone who was older, like. For me, for instance, it, I was doing the play A Few Good Men, and it was the opening night in in um, Hermosa Beach, nice. California. And you know how they keep holding the curtain because, like, there was nobody there. So, like, yeah. it, you know, th- we kept waiting and waiting, and there were, like, ten people in the audience, and we couldn't figure out. Long story short, it was what had happened was they had, they had shut down the 405 because <sighs> that's when the Bronco chase was happening. Oh, my God, man. So you, you didn't make it to your play? <laughs> Or no, did well, you? We did. <laughs> he was there. He just had no one there to watch up, it. <laughs> yeah, we ended, so we ended up doing opening night to like literally our family and friends. Wow. Like you know, there were like ten people. Right. And then and there was no cell phones, and you mm-hmm. had to wait till find out, you know, afterwards. But no, my question <laughs> is, it's interesting. So, 
being the age you were when you were remembering that live, mm-hmm. how was it when you were yeah. watching the the recent series? Mm-hmm. That must have been. It was. It was. In some ways, I think even better because you you probably did, you probably didn't have as 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 vivid a memory of it, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but it was. But like I was kind of saying, it's it's crazy how much it triggers the memory. You know what I mean? Right, so it's right. kind of like it's kind of like when somebody's like, "What's your first memory?" And granted, I was older than that at the time. You know that the trial was actually happening, but it's kind of hard to, for me to be like, "Oh, I know what my first memory was." I mean, I have some ideas of what they could be, but then but mm-hmm. watching that show was almost kind of like that kind of feel like oh man i i can't believe that like these details i remember these details you know like everything from the glove to even some of like the lines that were in there you know what i mean that Mm -hmm. because it was so Mm -hmm. spot on and it's cool how you know the after shows kind of everybody who was involved say how accurate it was where are you where did you grow up where are you from i'm from i'm from milwaukee wisconsin okay yeah um because I noticed you you have an agent in Atlanta, right? You were with the People Store, yeah. also. Are uh-huh. you? Because I'm fr- I'm from um, Atlanta. I have an agent in. Well, it seems like. Well, hell, everybody has an agent now in Atlanta because it's like the third largest. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming like an epicenter for acting. Yeah. Do you are you are you going on tape a lot for stuff at back in uh, Georgia and that North Carolina that whole area? I am. It's it's been awesome. I mean, they've been incredible. I signed with them in November, and uh, some of the stuff they're sending me out for, and um, you know that I'm, I've been put on a veil a couple times so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's you know it's crazy the the size of the roles and the the projects they're getting me in for. It's it's pretty awesome. I couldn't be happier with them. So Atlanta's yeah, a place to be. <laughs> it, yeah, well, it's funny because thirty years ago, of course, when I left, there was nothing happening there. You know, you you move here now, and it's like friends of mine are actually, you know, there was a time when they were like guest star roles, uh, uh, series roles, all that was still being cast here. But for instance, there's a there's a series they're doing there right now that at least seven of the series regulars. You you had to be local hires in Atlanta. Yeah, so totally. it's really it's kind of you completely turned the other direction, which is yeah, which is great. I mean, and honestly, you know? it doesn't hurt to uh, have a buddy or somebody you know mm-hmm. there to give an address and t- to still you know have the have the potential to be a local hire because in some right. for some even some of the bigger roles they just you know. It's saving them money, so it, you know. Well, that, you're right. It is. They're not having to put actors up and per diem and fly them there and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so when, so for, so when did the whole the acting bug hit hit for you? In it was as a kid. Yeah. Did it come later, or you know. I mean, I I started acting when I was young in plays and like in grade school and stuff and. Then when I started getting closer to high school, I, I played sports and I ended up, you know, playing, uh, I, I got a scholarship for tennis in college and played pro a little bit. So when I got to high school, I was kind of like, well, I can be the cool kid <laughs> or I can do the plays and stuff. So uh, I did a little bit, uh, I, I did some plays, but I kind of gravitated more to sports. And then in college, I started doing short films and um and student films and getting back into it and getting more on camera. Um, mm-hmm. And then I decided to move out to L.A. and I, I'd planned it for a while, but I do music, too, and my band broke up. So about a week after we broke up, I was like, all right, Mom, Dad, I'm moving to California. Is that cool? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I made the move, and I've been here for about six years now, and it's been amazing and quite the ride. Yeah, I always say to people because I moved here like at 23 looking back. I think I mean I think you have to do shit like that when you're that age. I I so admire people who do it like at, you know, 50 because yeah. I mean, there's something about when you're in your 20s, you're just fearless and you you don't know what the game, you really don't know the game, you don't know what the odds are, you know, we just sort of like go, fuck it, we're going to California. Totally, and I think that's definitely like an actor mentality, is like just creative Uh artists are like, oh, I'm totally going to make it, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like that's just kind of in people's head, and then you get here and you realize how much work it takes, Mm -hmm. and you realize that you have to have patience, and uh, the people who have the patience, a lot of good things happen. but but what you said so true. I always say that young actors now, if you almost don't have that, 
that crazy mentality of, of course, I'm going to make it. Yeah. I, I, I always say to people, if you don't have that, then please don't come do it because it's, it, it you know what I mean? It, totally. You almost have to have that kind of mentality or go have a, a really nice life somewhere because it's, it's yeah. lots Ab- of uh, peaks and valleys. Absolutely. You know, and you have and to know, like, know or learn yourself. And I think a lot of people learn what they can take and what they can't take. And you have to have a thick skin and be able to take rejection and wait for somebody to give you a chance, you know. Uh, and then once it happens, it's, it makes it worth it. Well, so after you, what was your, I mean, because I always say to people, enjoy the journey because we're always like trying to, quote, make it. You know, we're yeah, always totally. working so hard. And we look back and we forget, oh, well, I was kind of making it and didn't realize it at the time. But what was, what was your first uh sort of t- I guess TV or film yeah role, um so you know. I I I had uh you know how you have all the, everybody's got a story like what could have been <laughs> so right exactly like sh- yes shortly after I moved <laughs> out here uh I got on an HBO show directed by Alan Ball and you know True Blood Six Feet Under the oh, Creator sure. yeah yes. American Beauty the writer of American Beauty and he's just kind of a legend and you know I, I was fresh out here and I had a lot of confidence, but I get on set and I was just like the happiest person alive that day because I was on set of an HBO show and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there and I had like a, over a two hour break and I'm just kind of sitting in the same chair I was shooting my scene in and a producer comes up to me and is like, so Scotty, Ellen really likes you. We're making you a, a recurring character. And I was just wow. like, oh, thanks. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> and then I get in the van in like. Everybody on set had heard about it, and the driver was like, "Dude, this doesn't happen to people. You're, you're lucky." But the story that could have been that kind of ended up on the chopping block. It didn't didn't get picked up. So, <laughs> but that was the but, first but you know see, there, thing for me. But but that's the beauty of that. I always call it um, not in a bad way when I say beginner's luck. But there is something that's really nice. It's something that I I actually miss. Now that I've been doing it for so long, there's there's yeah. something nice about those beginning times when you don't really know what the rules are, so you don't know. Definitely. Oh, this is a big deal, or it's not a big deal. But yeah. just the fact that you that you worked with Alan, first of all, mm-hmm. but then the fact you learned right away that things get you know things don't always go, things get cut. But the main point is enjoying the actual experience of of doing it absolutely and you know it's just like any other job a resume says you know it helps you out a lot and you know once you start building credits and people know that you are you know well versed and have been had opportunities and been in front of the camera and worked with you know credible people then you're going to get more opportunities and that only helped me so as much as it sucked getting that call which was actually from alan which was cool. <laughs> uh, right, right, exactly. He called me like four days before Christmas and is like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news during the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. I was like, no, Ellen, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, d- but it sounds like you knew kind of early on also what your type was, which is also really important. It's funny because, because the- you, it's for me, starting out, it was, I, I knew that I could play a hippie. You know what I mean? I, I, but I didn't know what else I would get. And I was trying when I first moved out here to like find a class where, you know, somebody who's been in this business for 30 years can say, this is your type. This is your type. This is what you're going to go in for. And I didn't, you know, go to anything like that. I think for me, it was like once I started getting, you know, more legit agents and management that I just kind of figured it out with what I'm being submitted for, what I'm going in for and what I'm booking. You look like very versatile, though. I could see you in many different roles. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks. I look a lot different with my hair back. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm looking through these pictures. And I'm like, wow, you look very versatile. So. Thank you. But, but it's such a key thing, and I talk about this all the time. I feel like, and, and I, I guess really you don't ever really waste any time, but I, I don't know. I felt like for many years, like a lot of actors, well, we we know internally we can play all kinds of stuff, but the the, the show business part of show business is... Mm-hmm locking in and realizing that you know when it comes to tv and film we we do want you do want to get typecast in in a strange kind of way Mm. you know you you want the casting people to 
know you in a, in a certain way, so they put you on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, Definitely. Oh, we, we we need. Oh, who plays a really kind of a fun hippie guy let's call scotty mm-hmm. you know? yeah i mean oh, it's gonna it definitely puts like that kind of thing like having a casting director think of me that way i'm in their head you know mm-hmm. and if something comes exactly. up for that i'm i'm in so right uh yeah I, I totally hear you there it it definitely that makes a lot of sense and then i always say that's what we do we have theater theater is there for us to actually act <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> theater is there where we actually get to you know stretch and carry a performance and yeah i don't know about you i mean there's nothing greater than working in tv and film but the medium itself for me it's it, it you know you're shooting out a sequence you, you you really don't know until you go see the finished product what the hell it's going to look like absolutely um or if you're even going to be in it still but you know it's at least with theater time you know the curtain opens and you step on stage it's it's your medium and you're sort of driving it as you as you go along but having said that there's still there's still for, for me no greater feeling than being on a set yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more I still I still get excited and and, and, I, and I used to say Jasper the day you don't get excited anymore you really it's when you need to stop yeah because I, I get excited still just driving there you know going to to the set absolutely i mean i was excited today i had an adr session for the netflix movie i'm doing and just like seeing you know i became some some projects you become like a family with the people working Mm -hmm. on it and like just seeing the director and some of the other actors today just like walking in the hall getting ready to do adr you know i leave there just like on a high you know Mm -hmm. it's there's nothing like it and i get how act you know people who are artists say you get these feelings when you're working that it's you know it's hard to come down from those and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then when you and then when you you know as an actor you're gonna have up t- like up times and down times and when you're having those down times it, it sucks because <laughs> you get so addicted to mm. being you know on set and in that environment where with all these creative amazing people so, so tell us a little bit about XOXO the the project that you just mentioned that you had ADR for yeah yeah because it comes out in this late this summer from netflix correct yeah so uh it's coming out in august uh that's the tentative release uh it might be a little bit earlier than that fingers crossed so uh yeah but we it's been really cool it's this it's this edm film and i'm just amazed that there's not been more edm films made because Mm -hmm. edm has taken over the music world yeah Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and as a musician i've been and and edm just for people who may be listening not know is electronic dance music exactly yeah Mm -hmm. so like like electronic daisy carnival in las vegas and you know beyond wonderland all all those types of festivals and uh just such an amazing world you know Mm -hmm. and i've been really into that for years and you know me and my brother always go to festivals together and uh it's always such a good time. So when I auditioned for this movie, I just had this like, I had this need for it. You know, like every once in a while you'll get you'll get this audition that you just like, you know, you don't you don't just prep for an audition. You prep like you're gonna film, and that was definitely right. Like that. that's a good point. That's a great point, actually. Yeah, and uh, and it also depends on how much time you have. But yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. to get back to your question, Dom. Um, so. You know, the movie is about this this uh, EDM artist, a young kid who gets some success online, and then he all of a sudden gets this opportunity to play the biggest EDM festival in the world. And it's basically like his journey to getting from his like little hometown, getting to the festival, all the crazy experiences that happen throughout it. And, um, you know, I, get, I, I, have, I can't say a lot about my character, honestly, but uh, I, I have a really... I'm so lucky to, to you know to have the chance to play this character because uh, I'm kind of a road hard uh, spreader of love and life, and it's it's just a really fun character to play, and I think uh, a lot of people are gonna dig it. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. So so the the EDM world in um, in general has been somewhat controversial. A lot of people either love it or hate it, or yeah. the genre of music. What are some of the the controversial issues that the film explores? Whether it has to do with drug use or some of the other, right? Well, I mean, things. yeah, and it's actually made it very, you know, not easy to film mm-hmm. because there's been a lot of uh, issues with you know the state of California and trying to shut down EDM festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the film itself is actually shooting at actual festivals that yeah, are going on, correct? Yeah, we've been shooting for like 
close to a year at all different festivals. Which is incredible when you think about it. Um, yeah. So what are, in the storyline, what are some of those different issues that you guys explore? Um, I mean, at any like EDM festival, there's going to be people, you know, doing smart things and stupid things. <laughs> so that's, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be some of that in the film, but it's definitely not meant to focus on that. You know, mm-hmm. it's meant to focus on on, on the journey and uh, the positive side. Yeah, the positive okay. side. And, you know, like I was kind of saying, it's it's amazing to me how there's barely been any EDM films made. There's mm-hmm. been like two others. And, you know, there's, there's that one with Zac Efron, but that was more of a dark side. Yeah. Right. yeah. And to me, when I read the script, I was just really happy to see that the writers, Dylan Meyer, the, I was really happy, and, and Chris Louie, and I was just really happy to see that, you know, people are actually showing the true side of like the beauty of these festivals and yes it is terrible that people you know abuse drugs and abuse their bodies but there's also it ruins it for everybody (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because you know trying to close down something I, i was talking to somebody at the last festival we shot at and he was like hey man this is just so cool that you guys are making a movie about this he's like when i come to a festival an edm festival it's like i fit in you know, he's like, every, I, I don't have to be the cool kid. I didn't have to grow up being the cool kid. I, I can just be me. Mm-hmm. And everybody accepts me. And I think that is a huge part of it, Dom. Is, Absolutely. Is, is that, you know, that is something so big in this movie is is that everybody's accepted. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's plur, man. It's peace, love, and, there's and a reason, respect. There's a reason why it's it's it was birthed out of the underground scene. You know, it yeah. really was underground. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where people just felt, as you're saying, that they could be themselves or they had an identity yeah um mm-hmm. yeah definitely well and also edm has sort of kind of made a resurgence like i have a neighbor here who's in his late 40s and he's i mean he's been part of this movement probably for off and on for 20 something years wow. and he was just recently at a at a a festival in north in north carolina but he talks about how for for certain generations they've called it sort of the woodstock of mm-hmm. you know of of one generation yeah well, I, would, I would say that's kind of what edc is that's how i feel yeah kind of the, i mean i wasn't at woodstock yeah. but <laughs> i wish well very similar <laughs> just i think in yeah and a lot of the, it has a lot of the same elements that woodstock brought to that generation brought yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean the first the first uh yeah so unity so, so through so music right right mm-hmm. yeah the, the first edc i went to was just like i think my jaw was on the ground the whole time you know it yeah, it was like four or five years ago, and since then I just can't stop going to festivals. Like it's mm-hmm. just a, it's just a crazy experience, and it it just kind of rejuvenates you, you know. Mm-hmm. And what is it? Because I think for for most people that are part of the the EDM scene, it it's a personal experience for each person. Everyone's per- experience is unique. What is yeah. your experience that you get out of it when you go to festivals? Uh, I'd say rejuvenation. Like mm-hmm. the first one I went to, I. I had had like a really shitty year and a half (laughs) and it was, you know, that was literally what kind of like brought me back to like being really happy again. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's, it's, it's just like beauty through the art. It's really, so it's more, it's a lot of a, it's a spiritual journey, right? It's it's for sure. It's a lot of a spiritual, a lot with your own personal growth and spirituality. That's, that's, that's mixed in with well here's what here's the dichotomy and maybe this is what you touch on in the movie mm-hmm. um for me as someone sort of on the outside th- there's that dichotomy of sort of like the spirituality the self-awareness and all that combined with in some people's opinion excessive drugs um excessive sex you know what i mean like there's there's that di- dichotomy and maybe that's where sometimes people get the wrong connotation about what what actually goes on at the festivals definitely i mean that but but i think i just want to interject here yeah. um i think that the underground scene has also evolved because that those stereotypes may have been true a few years ago but i think there's been an evolution maybe you can yeah there's definitely that. been an, an evolution and i mean just from a, even a security standpoint mm-hmm. is you know mm-hmm. they take lives so you know they they take them obviously very seriously and for i think a long time it was you know, everybody, every man for themselves, every woman for themselves and go to this festival, do what you want. But, you know, it's become like, there's become so much awareness around it. Mm -hmm. And, 
uh, there's even at festivals like you know, like tents you can go to to get help. And if, you know, where you're like not going to get... Like the cool mm-hmm. down tents. And, yeah, right? yeah. Or in, like where you know you're not going to get in trouble. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, and so, yeah, and every, you know, everybody has... Some people go there and, and do whatever they want to do on a weekend. Some people go there and, you know, just have, just want to enjoy the music. And that's what I mean is when I said, like, you know, some people ruin it for everybody. I'm kind of a believer that you know, you have to be responsible for yourself. Absolutely. And I get right. it because it's, I get that there's a lot of younger people that that's, that bad things have happened to, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, then maybe mom but, and dad shouldn't let you go. <laughs> but, but Scotty, I mean, you anywhere you go, whether it's just a nightclub, whether it's, you know, a, a concert, anywhere you go, there's going to be those few bad apples that are going to ruin for anybody. Yeah. Or those few people that are going to do things in excess. So I don't think it's only in the EDM scene. And I think that it's that's where it's gotten kind of a bad rap. Agreed. Yeah. I opinion. mean, well, it's, it, yeah, no, it's kind right. of like the whole the Coachella Festival mm-hmm. in in a whole different way but in the sense that Coachella has just continued to grow every year but you have that same controversy you have mm-hmm. the you have the true you know Coachella people that are just here for the music and die hard about which bands are playing are they really there and for the then, music <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean but then there's then what's become on the flip side of that are the ones who are here just for the whole other social scene and they really if you ask them they couldn't tell you who was playing, you know, yeah. or... Well, well, Jasper, just a quick question, because I know that you um, are enjoying some pills right now. Um, <laughs> are, oh you in the mood, are you in the mood for an EDM <laughs> <laughs> festival this weekend or what? No, I mean, funny. I'm not kidding you. My neighbor right across the street, he, he he's if he's not listening to this, he's probably going to run over here afterwards, because he has tried to, like... When I say educate me on EDM, and he's not even that much younger than me, but he is so into to the EDM movement that I know he's he's just dying right now that this is what we're talking about because <laughs> yeah. he like I said he goes he goes to all the uh he also he also um is he a promoter or is he uh, well he also DJs spent, he, DJs what you is know, his name also, this curious um just out him right now say. DJ Spin well, no 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 P- uh, Peter Morley is his name but he travels around um to the he, like I said the last one was a big like event in North Carolina that um, they went to. I mean, he was literally living out, I mean, like outside in the woods. Like, Whoa, you know, that's cool. <laughs> camping, yeah. Like literally just on weekends or he's just, you know, living that camping it, well, No, lifestyle. it was a whole week. It was a whole week experience. And I yeah. kept saying, but but you you went to the hotel at night, right? And he's like, no, Jasper, no, the, no, the hotel was... <laughs> We were outside, and I said, "You've already lost me at that point." That sounds like so. Burning Man or something. Yeah, the hotel was five dollars well, a night because well, I was, was splitting a, with that four was people. My <laughs> other thing is about Burning Man. Yeah. Too, how do you compare? How does that compare to to EDM? The music's different, isn't it? I mean, Burning Man isn't. Totally, I, I haven't been to Burning Man. Burning Man's more tribal Sadly. kind of thing, I think. Uh, but I think Burning Man is more dirty. But. Yeah. <laughs> An EDM is more centered around the electronic music, obviously, right? It's in mm-hmm. the lights and mm-hmm. the and the and the and the, the, the stage spectacle, the, the the props and all that, right? So, From what I've heard yeah. of of Burning Man, is it's it's more like primitive. You okay, know what I mean? So, so Jasper, <laughs> we we pulled up Peter Morley, and he's the old school DJ in the desert, is what he goes oh. by. <laughs> there you go. Well, so well, shout out to uh, Peter Morley, the old school DJ in the desert. Well, he, he will certainly love that. Well, 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 that's amazing. Um, well, okay. So my question to Scotty then about XOXO is this: is this something that could also become a series, or is it strictly a movie? Because you know, Netflix. First of all, Netflix is amazing. Yeah, they, they're yeah. doing oh my God, they're all amazing. the good stuff. But does it have any kind of? Does it lend itself at all to possibly being a, a mo- um, I mean, a series. I mean, as far as I know, it's you know meant to be a film. Um, mm-hmm. Right. But I could absolutely see. I like going back to my disbelief. I can't believe there's mm-hmm. not a series about festivals about EDM like it's just taken over the world and and as a musician I've been to panels and stuff and and uh you know 
for with some of like the owners of the biggest festivals all over the place and they all like they'll be like what do we do about edm music like we're losing fans we're losing Mm -hmm. people coming to our festival and the answer is start bringing in edm artists Mm -hmm. right you know so so i yeah the the film could no question become a really awesome series (laughs) well i mean it's in a wholly totally different vein it's like um the series vinyl that i think just got renewed right that scorsese is doing yeah Mm -hmm. um i mean that's not this genre at, at at all, but I could see a series about EDM looking similar in tone to that in terms of that that kind of um, like that kind genre of gritty of, of a sh- yeah gritty like and sort of yeah in your face and and yeah. the different characters. But um, yeah, that's I actually a- haven't seen seen vinyl, so I, I'm just just what I've seen in terms of the trailers and stuff like that. Right, I, I've seen the first two episodes, and it's pretty awesome it's a very cool show yeah and just like like you're saying kind of like that gritty you know stylistic approach is is mm-hmm. is just a, a very cool feel it gives you that like uh old school feel cool. now do you find with your with your look you know with the type of stuff you're going do are you able to do you go in for a lot of comedies or, or do you tend to go in for more drama it's actually like or, half and half it really is yeah. um mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I've I've been I've been kind of I think I've been fortunate to you know have people see me as versatile because right like even if I'll audition for something with my hair down like I might get mm-hmm. on set and they'll be like let's see it back and then kind of reinvent the character or vice versa you know um, it it's just all it's always different and even like meeting with industry people meeting with agents whatever like I. I might walk into a room and an agent might say, you know, we, we think you should cut your hair. And then I'll literally mm-hmm. just put my hair back and then like, oh, you look completely different. Like, <laughs> maybe we won't cut it, you know? So, I, I mean, eventually. And, and, I, and, and I always say to actors, my advice, too, is the very thing that, that a lot of agents and managers want you to change about yourself, nine, nine out of ten times becomes the one thing that makes you unique. Mm. Or, or or gives you that one thing that's going to end up getting you the job over somebody else anyway. So half the time they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, but, maybe, um, maybe sometimes they just don't know what to do with you. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Now I see you worked on Workaholics. That, that's yeah. that's a great show. Oh, also awesome show. Yeah, <laughs> really cool. Super fun. I was on set for three days uh, with all with all the guys, and I uh, got to work with Alexander Daddario too. So. It was uh, it was a really cool experience. It's kind of like being in a frat house. Yeah, I mean those dudes, I mean- <laughs> like they. It was like they moved out here and all lived together in the same house they shoot in, and they, they that was like seven years ago, you know. And now their buddy rents out the house, and they still film in it, <laughs> and it's just the coolest thing because it's literally like what I did when I moved out here, except we didn't write a great television show, <laughs> so. Yeah, so they killed <laughs> right, it. They right. crushed it. Um, for everyone just joining, uh, tuning in, we're talking to obviously Scotty Dickard, actor, uh, musician extraordinaire. Now, where can people uh, find you on social media so they can stalk you and you know? <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Uh, you can you know uh-huh. find find me. I've been working the Instagram uh, lately pretty hard, <laughs> um, and that's uh, my handle is just Scotty Dickert, S C O T T Y D I C K E R T. And uh, Scotty Dickert on on Twitter and uh, Facebook is Scotty uh, Facebook dot com slash Scotty Dickert actor. And you have your website. So. And yeah, you can mm-hmm. hit up Scotty Dickert dot com. Mm-hmm. Plug that one. <laughs> and to tell us a little bit about your music as well. While we're yeah, totally yeah, um, exactly. Right. So uh, I'm I'm you know I've done uh, when I moved out here I was in several bands. I did a lot of '80s cover bands, which got old quickly. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know, the the goal was to obviously get into my own thing and write my own music. Uh, I ended up with a band uh, we, that I started called Reasons B, and you know we've been we toured a lot for about three years. And um, as my acting career has developed, it the music's had to take a back a back seat. You know, acting is the mm-hmm. priority one. So we're getting more into uh, 
into like TV and film placement music and writing for other artists, but we're also still putting out, out our own music and just having, you know, kind of looking at all different uh, ways to put the music out. So we're in the studio right now with uh, producer Michael Blue. Awesome dude. He's, you know, been nominated for a couple Grammys. So we're cool. really lucky to be working with him. So we've been doing a doing a hard push lately. Great. So you do you sing and play guitar? Uh, I am not. I, I'm not going to play guitar you know, as well as these pros out here in, uh-huh. in LA. So okay. I leave that to them and uh and yeah, I'm a singer and songwriter. Oh, so yeah. Yeah, I saw some pictures of you playing guitar I have up on the screen. So oh nice. Curious. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I, everybody in my band went to music school but me. So oh. yeah, it's a am- Go ahead, Jasper. But you but you find you find no, it's just <laughs> interesting. You find this a lot. The the acting and the musicians tend to go hand in hand, mm-hmm. you know, together. Um, yeah. The multi hyphenates. Yeah, I find I find I, when oh, I moved well, out. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying when I moved <laughs> well, out. To, I, was, I was saying you kind of learn. I mean, you're you're you you've learned at a young age. You you kind of have to be a hyphenate now in this business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in like music wise, when I moved out here, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna be trying to like get these all these people from. Am I in Berkeley to play music with me? <laughs> I'm like, I didn't go to school for it. Um, but it's crazy how much people appreciate good writing, you know, and are just like, you know, welcome. <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of cool. cool. Well, Jasper, I think our hour is about over. So thank you. I for know. I can't believe it, right? <laughs> for joining us from Bye-bye. Palm Springs. <laughs> Palm Springs, nice. Um, from your hospital yeah, I- bed or your. I know. I, I had back. I I literally did. They're they're making jokes. I had back surgery uh, two weeks ago today, or oh, I would man. have definitely been yeah. um, there in the studio. So I I appreciate you making the effort to uh, to come in, and I hope mm-hmm. you someday, and maybe we can work together. But congrats on everything. Thank and you so much. Great work, and uh, and everyone, you know, check out the website, follow you on Instagram, all the social. Uh, media outlets and uh, best of luck to you, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Jasper, and good luck with the back, man. I hope you hope you feel good. It's life changing surgery. Well, He's I, doing really well now, right? You're wow. doing way better. Yeah, I know. It's amazing what they can they can do now these days, and and with not that much recovery time, considering. Yeah, you're walking around, they, right? Um, I'm walking like two to three miles a day. So, um, what? yeah. I, I should amazing. be back That's up and ready to awesome. go. So, so we'll see you back right, guys, next we'll week, listen, right? <laughs> Dominic, JW, thank you so much. We'll give, I want to give a shout-out to uh, WROM in Detroit, all of our listeners uh, listening to us there, Detroit's number one station. And uh, we will see you next week, same time, same place, everyone. Peace out. Take care. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.